Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey, everyone. I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. We are the Blended Life. (laughs) What's so funny? Well, there's just so much dead air. Like, if I were watching Instagram Live, I would have just turned it off. Yeah, we're weird like that. We gotta get faster. But it's for these podcast people. The people listening at home, the dead air is for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, tonight's topics. Um, It's all about power struggles tonight. Yeah. And I love it. Well, it's how to... Okay, so... It's just going to go with Say power. Say queso? Cheese? Yeah. We're just going to go with it's, it's power struggles. In a blended family. Yeah. I'm not going to read all this. It'd be too, too long. Okay. Yeah. For an intro. Do you guys struggle with power in your blended family? If so, this is the podcast for you. <laughs> <laughs> Does that sound good? Oh, I think it's just the hardest thing. Yeah. It's all about power. Who's got the power of final say, control. We all I think want He-Man it. had the power. Didn't he say, I have the power? Yeah. Yeah. But I wanted to check in with you. Hello. This is week number 5,432,463 yeah. of COVID. Yeah, How this are is you taking doing? forever. I'm doing all right. Yeah? Yeah, my life hasn't changed dramatically. But you I see think that I, every week. I People think I, want to like punch you through the mic right now. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like we work a little bit more. Like we work harder than we did a little while longer, but that's just because of the work that we do. Um, but life is... Not too much different. I normally work from home where, like, as you, like, has it changed a lot for you? Like, your coworkers aren't around you all the time anymore. No, I think that I'm definitely, I think that professionally and personally, I'm struggling a little bit. Right. Things at work are a little bit different, and I'm not going to go into that, but... Oh, Oh, come on. Um, There's just, it's, it, there's, I feel like it's, it's just a time of upheaval, but I also think, and I'm banking on, it's Mm -hmm. a time of renewal and reset. And I think, you know, one thing that I'm loving about this is I feel like I have more time to exercise, which is something I really love to do. Right. You wouldn't know it by looking at me. I could totally tell. But I feel like. When I'm so busy, I fit in workouts as quickly as I can and I leave where I'm able to spend an hour and 20 minutes walking and a half hour in the morning doing yoga or going for a four mile run. And because I'm not carting the kids everywhere. Right. You know, yeah. Not, there's not school and activities and, you know, all the other social obligation, obligations 
<clears throat> so I am enjoying that there's just more time to focus on my health. And I think that I'm really embracing that side of it. Yeah, that's neat. So you're finding you're finding the silver lining to it. Yeah, Ish. you have to. And I'm really hoping and I'm praying that um, I just start figuring out new and exciting things for our life, my life, right. you know. Um, and I'm trying to get inspired and I'm trying to um, figure out where to go from here. Because I don't think things are going to, you know, I, I got into some not... I don't debate on social media, but I got people, I put it out there, you think this is going to change things forever. And most people said no. Okay. Most people was like, you know, oh, take heart. Everything's going to go back just the way it was. It's just going to take time. And and I'm like, I don't know. I think that people really are going to use this as like, I mean, look, you can be miserable. And if you sit, if you choose to sit in pig shit, you can do that. Yeah, for sure. And be miserable, but, but well, you you're can thinking, use it you're to thinking people are going to use the time to trim the fat and basically no pun intended on like the workout stuff. But you think people are going to take the time to reflect and kind of figure out like, man, this is what I like to be doing or not what I like to be doing and use the time to kind of tighten up their lives a little cleaner, right. make things cleaner, make things cleaner, get back to the basics. Yeah. Figure out new ways to make money. You know, if you're unhappy right. at your job and you're having a forced break from it for whatever reason. It might push you into that it might painting push you career into that some, you're yeah. into or arts and crafts. You build right. something, you know, you're great at woodworking. So now you have time at home to yeah. work on those projects. And I have, we have multiple friends who yeah. are using this time to completely redo their homes. Right. You know, they've got all the materials because, you know, when do you have time to redo your home? And Home Depot's no normal stuff. a necessity business, so they <clears> keep <throat> it open. Yeah, but th- these people aren't even buying stuff. It's stuff they've just had oh, that's that cool. they've been putting on the back burner because right. there's no time. Right. I feel like that is the culture we just came from. The no time society. And now we're sitting here with more time than maybe we know what to do with or extra time. Right. and. I feel like if you embrace that, I, I, it's going to be hard to give that up. Right. I think that, you know, when you talk to employees, employees would take paid vacation over raises. Yeah, Most a lot of employees them would. would forego a raise to have time off, paid time off. Sounds like there's dogs on our podcast. <laughs> our dogs are Who being naughty, dogs guys. Out? So I think that that also, I hope people get this sense of that time is precious and that they're going to start valuing time a little bit more and not valuing busy. Right. You know, valuing time with the kids, um, appreciating relationships. Yeah. You know what? And it's also, it's giving a lot of parents time to build relationships and get to know their children. A lot of parents work so often and so much that they never have time to build a relationship with their kids, you know, yeah. they, you, obviously, you know, your kids, but you don't know your kids deeply to the point to where you know what their habits are during the day. You see, you know, if your kid is developing weird um, habits or ticks or quirks, or you're able to get to know your child, you yeah, know, you're and, observing them all the day. And if you're stuck long. there with your, <laughs> with your spouse, you know, you're, 
you're getting to know your spouse better and oh, whether that's gosh. a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> you well, know what it's I mean? funny because I've seen a lot of memes on <laughs> social media that are like, um, how just checking in on all you married people out there. It's been a while <laughs> since I've heard I'm so blessed. <laughs> I can't live without him or her, <laughs> you know, like all right. of those. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. But I hope, you know, I hope that couples are choosing to learn their spouse during this time and, Put in the effort and, and now, find romance in your marriage again. Well, you know? you know what? And then the opposite side of the romance, now more than ever is the time to extend grace to one another and really just be like, days are hard. You know, the days are very hard right now, especially being stuck together around <laughs> each other all the time with the kids around all the time. Oh. You know, um, tensions start to build up and really... Now's the time to go on those walks and extend that grace. Yeah. You know, it just really just be like, all right, I understand that the laundry hasn't been done yet or I forgot to put the toilet seat down or whatever it might be. Don't <laughs> let it turn into a domestic violence problem <laughs> within your household. Just rip the Don't. toilet out of the wall. Yeah, there you go. There um, you go. We're going to pee in the hole. Yeah. yeah. Or send the boys outside. Teach the kids how to Can dig a hole that? and bury it. I'm down. <laughs> I'm uh, down. Oh, dear goodness. Um, the dogs do it. Why can't I? Well, it's interesting because on our Blended Life support group on Facebook, um, if you guys aren't a part of that and you want to join it, feel free. Um, someone was saying, was talking about how um, they're a two-home blended family, and she was explaining how they each own their own homes. Okay. And it was kind of like they our have first... opposite kind of, but they don't live together. So oh. they rotate like they have time where they're all together uh-huh. and they have time when they're apart. Okay. And that includes like when the kids are gone, they have nights together as a, like a couple and nights apart for their individual time. Same when the kids are there, they have time all together in one house or the other and then time apart. And I'm just like... <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, well, I, I'm gonna be at the lake all summer. You guys can come visit me if you want. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> um, but it's interesting. Like, there's just not one size fits all. And I, I told her that I'm like, I love that you shared this because every family really does have to find out, you know, find what, what works, works for them. For them. Um, but yeah, I was thinking like during this time, That's a change indeed. of scenery would probably be really nice with the two homes. Yeah. Um, different dynamics, get a break from each other. It's a lot having everyone. The it silver is. lining is that our kids get to get a break from this scene. Yeah, but you know what? That also makes me think, though. Um, our kids get a break from each other. My kid gets gets a break from your kids. You get a break from my kids. I get a break from your kid. You know, all that. But you also have to remember, in a situation like this, at least for us, your kids don't get a break from one another. Your your son and your daughter are always together at mm-hmm. each house, you know, whether they're with us. So finding time to let them kind of air out, you know, give them their space, you know, and not make them be in the same room together. You know, I know you want to do a lot of things as a family together, especially in a time like this when everyone's around each other a lot. But let the kids kind of have their own space and don't, you know, just because it's good quality family time right now doesn't mean that it needs to be 100% family time right now. Let everyone get their breaks in. Let dad go out in the garage and wrench on something if he wants or 
or, or mom go in the laundry room and do laundry if she wants or <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? You know, if, if mom's hobby is, you know, going and painting or going on a walk, whatever it is, let everyone have a little bit of space also. Like always keep that in mind, you know, on top of, on top of extending grace, let everyone have a little bit of space too, because tensions do build. And when you're around each other that often, like they're going to build a lot quicker and they're, and they're going to bounce right back a lot quicker. So just a thought. Yeah. I always wonder. So there's two funny things that I always think about. And we talked about this (laughs) earlier. I'm like, so I'm assuming cheating on your spouse isn't really happening a lot right now. Let's hope not. So that's a silver lining for right. this. It's really hard yeah, probably it's, it's hard to, to do that. Yeah. But then how sad to be like a Tinder dater. Well, you can't get the Cohib 19 at that point. I know. I feel bad for people who have to. Like in the dating world that don't have someone at home to spend yeah, extra time with. Yeah, are they super depressed that they're not yeah. going out on dates or like socialites who yeah, make their money are, like going to clubs and I'm like, people's lives are, we're boring right? in comparison, but. Um, I'm sure most of us blended families are. Boring and we're busy. We're all boring. We have nothing going. Yeah. All right. <laughs> let's jump into our topics for right. tonight. Um, so these are all again brought by people who wrote into us asking for advice or giving yes. us pop Thank you topic guys. ideas. Because this um, is fun because this makes us think outside the box also. I get challenged on some of these. I don't know about you. You're pretty spot on with all your thoughts and you're just perfect. But it really challenges me and makes me think a lot about some of these where I'm like, wow, I, you know. Sometimes I'm glad that we don't have some of these situations. Other times I'm like, we very well could. Or sometimes we do have those we situations. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, man, I could totally relate. Yeah. All um, right. Well, the first one, um, how to handle being a bio parent, struggling with a step parent who oversteps their boundaries, voices their pin- opinion when like not warranted uh-huh. or wanted, and then just like always coming in hot, like always coming in the middle of things. And I'm assuming this person who wrote in is talking about their spouse. I would assume. But we'll talk both sides of this. We're going to talk about if you're dealing with that with your spouse overstepping. And then we're also going to talk about if it's the other step parent in the other home. Oh. Encroaching on your territory and overstepping where you feel like they shouldn't be. So I feel let's, like you could talk to that. <laughs> <laughs> let's start with... If you, this is your spouse, if you're the bio parent and you feel like your spouse is just coming in hot and trying to take control and inserting their opinion when you don't want it and overstepping boundaries, like maybe disciplining in a way that you're just simply not okay with and Uh there's no talking about it first, like it's just done. Well, Careful what you wish for, right people? Like you want a respectful spouse and a respectful step parent. Like you also want an involved, usually you want an involved it can go over the step edge. Parent. Yeah, it totally can. But um, first thing I would say is find out what their their motive is. You know, are they doing this because they just don't like your kid? Are they doing this because they care about your kid? Or are they doing this to get your back? Are they doing this because, you know, I mean, there's so many reasons why they could be jumping in like this. But if you're not all right with the way that they're jumping in, that needs to be discussed between you and your spouse. Right. With the kid not around, you know, don't let it don't let it keep going on like this. If you're having a problem with it, because what it's going to do, it's going to end up escalating and then you are going to have a big blowout and it's going to be just a huge problem. So I would address it sooner than later, but find out what the motive is. You know, how come this keeps happening? 
and address it like that. Mm. Yeah. So Brooke, Brooke, hey girl, she said (laughs) step parent needs to stay in their lane. I agree. I think that step parents have a role. They have a place. You should know it. You should be okay with it. You should know your role. Get in the hole. Well, you should figure out boundaries before you get married. You know, you need to have these discussions before you're blending your family. Like, what is the expectation here? We've talked about this to death on this podcast, but, um, so we, yeah. So it's kind of what, it's kind of what you were thinking. The second. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's finish this and then we'll move to the other side. So, um, I think that if this is, so I, I knew when, we were going to get married or I was considering dating again. I could never be with someone like this. I'm type A. Um, I, I, I'm, I have a twitch. <laughs> you know, I just, I knew this about me. I The reason why it was so easy for me to be in a relationship with you because you gave me the space as the parent to lead and I really appreciated that. Right. I need that. Not everyone's like that. Some people really want a super over, like some people really want different. You have to figure out what you want right? and what the expectations are. So this would drive me batshit crazy and lead to nothing but fights and I wouldn't like who I was with and it probably would end a relationship. I couldn't do it, but I know that about me. And I think that if you're in it and you're married, you have to try to salvage it. And so, yes, you need to have... The conversation, but I, I really hope we're picking people who respect parenthood, who respect that there's other players involved, you know, and, um, I would just tell your spouse that you feel disrespected. Yeah. Just be upfront and honest, have that conversation before it goes any further Yeah, and turns into something because it'll turn into resentment. It'll turn into bitterness and it'll ultimately they won't like you and it'll ultimately ruin your relationship and you that's something you don't want and your kids are going to pick up on that too and it's going to ruin a lot of relationships within that household and that's not healthy either it's going to cause chaos you know and, and especially with the kids like that's a great point you know i was always very aware you guys know that i'm a stepchild so i was always very aware who my parent was and who I, who wasn't and mind you my Step parents have been in my life since I was like a year old. Right. Okay. So I don't know life without my step parents. I don't know my parents together. They divorced when I was a year old and they all had spouses. Bada bing, bada boom. So, (laughs) (laughs) but so I'm just saying, like, even if it wasn't like they came into my, my life later, I grew up with these people and I still in my head was like, you're not my parent. Mm -hmm. And I think that kids, naturally always have that little tidbit of factoid circling in their head. And so Factoids. you become like step parents also become like hated in a joke and who the hell are you and go fuck yourself when wow. you're teenagers, you know, says Truly. the redheaded stepchild. So I think you need, it's important for you to be a confidant and like an, a good aunt or a yeah. good uncle. You know, you want your stepchildren to feel like they can confide in you and they they want to come to you and that they trust you and that just takes a lot of time but and also that you're your boundaries. But also yeah. that you're going to guide them. Not that they not that you're just that loose person that they can come to that's just going to let them do whatever. 
let them know that they can come to you, trust you, but also you're going to help guide them and you want the best for them and let them know that you always want the best for them, that you're there for them and to help them through situations. And you want your kids to see that, you know, you want your stepkids to see that you have their parents back. Okay, so it's important for stepkids to understand that you are first and foremost your spouse's husband or your spouse's wife. Right. That you have their back. I think that they will respect your marriage more. They will respect you more. They will respect their parent more because it's very clear the roles and expectations. Um, when step parents get out of control like this, it confuses kids when they're young. Because I thought I was supposed to listen to daddy or I thought I was supposed to listen to mommy and this doesn't feel right. And so I'm going to challenge it because that's kids. They're, they're trying to make sense. They're trying to assert. They're trying um, to gain power. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just, a you know, this, this shit's crazy. Um, if you're dealing with the other step parent in the other household, I'm going to go ahead and just let you keep talking. (laughs) I know you don't deal with this. I never hear about your son's step kid, your son's step father really anymore at all. No. He's Um, never even mentioned. No. And I think that we have unmentioned boundaries there and... um, Unmentioned boundaries. Explain that. We haven't talked about it, but I think he realizes that I am a very present father my son respects me a lot my daughter respects me a lot you know as their father and I don't think he's trying to overstep that boundary at all he's got a kid at the house he has another kid on the way I don't think he's trying to bite off more than he needs you know and I think men are just less interested in this honestly think men are less interested in having a power struggle drama less that's yeah. what we are we are drama less that's not entirely of us. true most of us however i think that in the step parent i mean although that's not true either i know my stepdad really wanted to be in control of everything i know, I know. so it i guess it does cut both ways but um, it does it's humans yeah so if you're dealing with a step parent in the other home that's like this um first of all why are you dealing with the step parent, not the bio parents? My first question. Second question: You can't go choose who your ex is picking for a step parent. That's which one is, of the biggest things you struggled with. It's a risk, right? Like, so when I was getting divorced, it was I struggled a lot because was I doing the right thing? And what was the lesser of two evils? Because I had this talk in my own head, like he can choose whoever he wants to be. And then I'd always say, God, it could be like a 16 year old hooker. I don't even know. Like it could be anyone. I think you said 18, but yeah, 18, you know, I was trying to be like, what is the worst case scenario? And like, would that be better than us staying together? So obviously we know that I came to the conclusion that yes, hookers for everyone. No, but, um, I, you can't choose. So it's a risk when you get divorced or you make kids with somebody you're not married to that if you're not going to stick together, they're going to be able to choose whoever they want. Unless and you have to be all right with that decision because it ultimately will no longer be your decision. You will have no say in it. And I think a lot of people, 
you know, going back to the power struggle thing, have a big issue with that. And that's not this topic, but um, it just makes me think of people are very like, even though we're divorced or we're broken up, whatever, I don't want you with this person. I don't want you with that person. You know what? We no longer have a say in that. They can go be with whoever they want, whenever they want, and do whatever they want. Yeah. Like, it's no longer our problem, so people just need to let that go. And, like, you know what? You might just absolutely despise the person that your ex is with, but it's not your problem. And you have no control you over no it. have no control. Even if there's an abusive situation, prove it. You know, even if there's drug use, prove it. In a court of law, that shit's so hard. And very rarely is fruitless unless you got like a stabbing or a shooting or Which we're about to have both with the dogs. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's so hard when your children's in danger for courts to even take it that seriously. Um, And I've seen this with many people I know. They have legitimate concerns about what's going on in the other home. Bio parent or step parent. And... They don't really have much control over it. And the courts don't really seem to, if you don't have proof, you know, you can't hire a private investigator. You can't go take pictures yourself. Kids can get brought into it, but they're just kids and they get scary for them. And the other part about this is if you can't legitimately call 911 on the situation, if you, if it's a situation that your kid is not truly in harm's way. You know, I mean, you know, we all know things so much deeper than the surface what then, than what everyone else sees. Yeah. But if you truly cannot call 911 and have the police come out and immediately help you, then there's a good chance it's not going to be able to go any further than that. So don't be trying to hire those private investigators and or do it yourself. Like, quit wasting the energy. I don't energy. think it's submittable in court if you do. No, quit wasting the energy <laughs> on the other people and yeah. start Focusing all that energy on things to better your life and your blended family and your children and just, you know. Right. I mean, we're getting a little off on this, but. No, but that is the advice here, right? It's annoying as fuck. You have no power. So all you can do is try to be the best, provide the best home in your home, the best people in your kid's life when they're in your care. Um, I mean, try to talk to the ex. You want me to just? Yeah, I don't know how. I mean, does your ex really value your opinion or going to be like, oh, you don't like them? Okay, I'm going to stop dating them right now. Probably not. Probably not. But try. I mean, try all the avenues. Um, and if you're you really feel like your kids are in harm way, by all means, try to get legal custody of them and see how that goes. It's a lot of money. It's a big fight. Usually... It doesn't work in your favor because courts really want kids to have both parents. So, um, I don't know when, do you have any, Uh, you know what? You've seen it from afar, kind of, I mean. You deal with this quite a bit, you know, the other, the, uh, I mean, you made a comment on it yesterday, like we're on our walk and you're like, we're talking about your son in school and his career path. And you're like, it doesn't even matter. It's already made up for him. You know what I mean? Because the his step-parent steps in, uh, steps in so often that it almost cuts you out. And talk about mm-hmm. coming in hot, you know? Yes, but then I'm happy to be a non-existent with my kids. Like, when my kids are at my ex's house, 
it seems to me, in my opinion, from my experience, because I don't actually know right what happened. Little asterisk right here. Because I don't, I'm not in their side, their walls, right? I don't know, but I'm not inside their hearts or their heads. But it seems to me, in my opinion, that. Um, I do not, nor am I allowed to exist in my kids' lives when they're there. You said you're happy to be, though. You're not happy to be that. You're not happy to be outside of their... When did I say I was happy to be? At the beginning of this, like as you started this sentence, before I put asterisk over you. I don't... Sorry. No, it's not happy. Yeah. No, I do feel cut out a lot. I feel sidestepped a lot. I feel... um, railroaded i mean there'll be times where you know for instance and this is the best scenario and and instance that we have that we deal with of this type of stuff but there'll be there'll be things that come home for school that have needed to been taken care of for weeks or have been taken care of weeks and you don't find out until the night before something happens and it might be a big deal you know but for instance uh, scheduling for your son's classes. You know, you, your son comes home and he goes, oh, these are the classes I'm going to have. And you're like, wait, when did you decide all this? You know, and it's like, well, dad and my stepmom decided all this for me, you know, with me. Yeah, they all and- sat down together and did it. And it's, you know what? I have to imagine if that happened in our home and we sat down and did this with my son, that his dad might have a feeling about that. Right. So... I feel like it's natural, you know, it is what it is. Like he's not with me all the time. It's so hard. And I do feel like I just feel powerless because what am I going to do? Like, what are you going to do? Truly? What am I going to do? What do you think I should do? And if it was our situation and we had your son and it was time to decide all this, the person you are, you extend the courtesy to the other parent. You're always like, Hey, we're going to figure this out. Do you have say in this? And I think that's the courtesy that we all need to learn to extend to the other family. You know, you might not, you might not like your ex and there's a good chance you don't like your ex. and they're, Or you're an you ex. would be married. Yeah, there's a, that, there's a reason why you're not with them anymore. Now, you might get along all right or great with them. It doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, you're both still the parents. So when it comes to decision making and it comes to dealing with your kids and making choices for them, whether you like the other parent or not, whether the other parent is a great parent or they're a terrible parent, we should all learn to include them somehow in this. You know, let them know that things are coming up. And again, that'll start softening people, including yourself, to building better relationships, building better co-parenting relationships. Yeah. I mean, sharing information conditions everyone to be a team. Right. So It doesn't mean that you guys need to be hanging out in the same locker room together, but you can show up and you can play the same game together and help, you know, yeah. towards the same end game. That is true. And I think that step-parents... Um, I wish step-parents would be more considerate of... The bio parent. Right. Something you'll never be able to control, but that is And I can't get to people. People are hell-bent on high-conflict bio mom, and the bio mom's the biggest problem, and she's fucking crazy. Um, And I'm like, you have no idea what it is to be a mom and have no control. Like, most often this comes from moms who have no kids of their own, or stepmoms 
who have no kids of their own. I don't hear this often from stepmoms who are also bio moms because I think you get both sides of the coin. And so you should have a little bit more understanding. Although this isn't your situation either. No, it drives me fucking crazy. She is a mom and a stepmom. Yeah. Yes. You would think that she would be like, there's, there should be some like air of respect and reverence for motherhood. Right. You and know? fatherhood. Like, but I don't hear this. I don't. Men think- don't really go here with each other that I've seen. Yeah. Like I'm the dad. No, I'm the stepdad. We're no, also I'm the not dad. as prideful as you, women folk. <laughs> so, um, I think that I I just I wish stepmoms in particular, if you don't have children, would just try to understand how hard it is to have somebody else have an experience with their, like it is hard to miss out on experiences with your kids. And it's even harder to watch somebody else have firsts and have experiences and have that time that you don't get to have. Now I don't, I'm not see people love to stop me here and be like, but that was her choice to leave the marriage or, you no, know, you know what I wanted to say to this? that? That is honestly, I think that is touching a lot on our viewers situation where that new ex girlfriend or the, the new girlfriend of the ex. A lot of, a lot of, I wouldn't even just say women. A lot of people get off on that power trip. They're like, yeah, I'm ruining this experience for his ex or I mean, her ex. Well, if and they're a lot evil. Of people, but a lot of people are. Have you not met people in the world today? There's so many evil people out there that just want to get under someone else's skin. Have you ever watched Real Housewives? <laughs> Every episode. I, or, I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? No, but I also think there's just a lot of inconsiderate people. Yes. We are so self-absorbed, and that's how we're raised, and that's kind of Americans. So I think that... You know, we are so inconsiderate that we are so into like our experience and and us and and how great of a stepmom I am being and how sacrificial I am and and all the things I do for a kid that's not mine and I want a trench coat and I want a gold star and I want a reward and I want a Louis Vuitton because I'm (laughs) good stepmom. I'm like that's maybe all very. Good, but there's other. There's a bio mom who's probably in her room crying because she's missing drivers. You know, the first time her kid gets to drive a car because she can't be there because, you know, the kids with you. But that's and I just how think people that, are right. They're so excited about that, I'm ruining this for them. Evil. Yeah, and I think that it doesn't even. I just wish that it would be like more consideration and more heartfelt. Like regardless of why a marriage ended doesn't absolve hurt feelings like it doesn't excuse like I don't know people are just like she deserves to feel bad because the marriage ended and fuck her and I'm like "Mm, well that's really inhumane and you should probably go kill this baby tiger in your backyard I watched the last episode of Lion there's King? episode eight of the Lion King. I think there's episode eight. Yeah, of Tiger King. I I thought you finished that a long time ago. There was a new one. It just came out. Oh jeez. It was amazing. Oh Joe. 
Anyway, all right. Anything you want to add to that topic? No, you know what? If if you're in this situation and or even this is your situation and you are being the crazy one right now and I'm not calling any of you out, but you're getting that little tingly feeling if you're like, dang it, that's what I'm doing. Or you're getting super defensive right now as you're listening to us. Yeah, then you know what? Like t- just take a little bit of time to just think about it, pray about it, do what, whatever it is that you do and be like, is it worth all of this? Because one day things are going to be so far along that you have either going to build a life around this or you're going to build a life past this. And most of us want to have a life past this that we're going to be able to step away from 15, 20 years from now. And we don't want to hold this stuff around for us. Now, your parents didn't do that. And we are now 30-odd years. 38. 38 years away from when all this time happened. And your parents, to this day, will not be in the same room as one another. They still... <laughs> begrudge one another they I don't hate one another life yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. so if you start that now that's just a seed that you're gonna plant or mm-hmm. if you have already planted mm-hmm. now dig up that dirty weed throw it out forget about it and let's move on forget about the other family just deal with them how you need to yeah i mean there's so many big life events you know that you all have to show up for and it's not just the wedding but it's graduations it is the birth you know what? of your first grandchild yeah but we all talk about stuff like that what happens if god forbid your child comes down with cancer or some life-threatening disease and they're in the hospital Now, you're going to be so angry at that other parent, you're not going to spend time in the hospital because the other parent's there or vice versa. No, I think everyone shows up and everyone just you know. But you know what I mean? So (laughs) don't only think of the great things like life happens. And sometimes, um, you know, our our entire church sermon is on on stuff like this this week. And you haven't seen it yet. I only know this because I filmed it today. But sometimes life doesn't go according to plan. And it's re- it, it's already written for you, but just because it's not how you expected it to be, yeah. there's going to be other things that you ha- need to learn to overcome and you're going to have to deal with that you never planned on. So just because you plan on your kid having a wedding one day, that's going to be awesome, but you're going to have to be in the same room as the parent, the other parent. That's what I'm Hopefully. saying. I mean... Hopefully you guys can get along enough for that and don't make it awkward because your child... And the people around them are ultimately going to be the ones that suffer the most. And it's yeah. just going to be a bad time for you. Yeah. You know? True story. So, that's Work what on I your relationships now, everyone. Um, okay. So on our Facebook group, our support group, um, uh, I was asked to share how I deal and have dealt with a long history of my kids not being able to freely speak with me when they are with their dad. And she also wanted to know why I don't have an, like a custody agreement. A lot of people have like at 7 PM is there a nightly phone call with your parent and it's written in your custody agreement. So she was also asking me why don't I have that? And how do I deal with it? Because she's a bio mom and she's crying or set like she's sad. Um, and so I'll let you keep talking. You can relate to all this. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's why she asked me, not you. I know. Um, it's And I told her, I said, you know, it's miserable. It's isolating. It's so sad. And it is a power play 
um, to put me in my place. And I've always been told, and a lot when my kids were little, um, not so, I'm not told this anymore, but when my kids were little, I was always told that it was very disruptive for them. It was disruptive for them to talk to me. Um, It would disrupt their whole night because my kids would miss me and they would cry and they would want to see me and it ruined the night that they were trying to have in their home. And as they got older, it was just disruptive because they would have to break what they were doing as a family to have a phone call. And, um, and so that's how it has, oh, we went, cause I believe you, me, I have brought this up. Um, and that's the answers I get. And those are hard answers to combat because they're, they're, they're kind of sound. I mean, I do know my kids when I used to talk to them would get sad and cry. And then my heartstrings would tug and I was sad. That made me even more sad. And I know that, you know, I'm not there to pick up those pieces, So that was probably really true. And I do understand that when your kids aren't, when your kids are with you, you guys have your own groove and you're doing your own thing. And then you got to stop it so that you can talk to the other parent. And I do agree that can be disruptive. Right. Um, So I think both of those things were very valid. Um, But I never get used to missing my kids. I never get used to not communicating with my kids, it's very unnatural. Um, and as I've gotten older, I've been able to talk to them a little bit more. Um, it's very irregular, but even when I talk to them, it's very strained and you can tell how uncomfortable they are. And that's again, almost worse than not talking to them because it breaks my heart that they, you know, for a long time, I always worried what was the consequence when they talked to me after they hung up, right? Not that they were going to get beat, but was the consequence that they got the silent treatment or was the consequence that the, that mom was being bad-mouthed or was the consequence that they had to go figure out something else to do because now the night's ruined did and I don't want to deal with you. Did this type of stuff happen to you when you were younger? Like if you talked to the other parent in the other house and you don't have to say which one or the other I've never heard stories of this, but did you ever have issues for talking to the other parent? Um, no, I never remember it being an issue. I know when I was at my dad's house that I think it might have been a little bit more scheduled out because okay. I think that my dad's personality and my stepmom's personality, like, like, do they just want to know what to expect? Right. Um, and there's so much hatred and disdain there. They wanted to be prepared that this time was the phone call and the rest of the time they could relax about it. Yeah. Um, I don't remember it being an issue when I was with my mom. I don't, I didn't talk to my dad often, maybe once every couple weeks, three weeks, four weeks. I don't know. My dad and I weren't super close. Um, but you know, I always, so I was always paranoid back to like my kids and, and their situation So it's worse when I talk to them now and I just, I talked to them um, on Easter. They called me in the morning, but you could tell like they had to go in there. I heard the door shut. They had to go seclude themselves, shut the door. And then it was very quick and they wanted to get off the phone and they were not like happy or loving. Like they weren't their normal selves. They were more like, okay, okay, gotta go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Bye. 
So they called you just because it was a formality and like. I mean, Annabelle called me. Okay. And I think she wanted to. It was Easter. She's got that heart. She wants, you know, she wants everyone to feel loved and happy. That's my daughter, right? Yeah. When you agree, she just for sure. She's just joy and rainbows, and she's the best thing. Unicorn but parts, yeah. So, but um, even she was just like, I think it's just awkward for them, and I feel like that's really sad when it's awkward for kids to talk to their other parents. What what kind of world are we living in when we're doing that to our kids? Um, we don't practice that in our home. You know, our kids are free to talk to, text, call, FaceTime. Parent, grand, uh, you know, we're, we, we encourage relationships. I feel like if you want to talk to your dad, you should be able to talk to your dad. You know, what's funny. Speaking um, of that, where we encourage, I got, and it's just kind of funny. It's, it's making me think about it. Mm-hmm. Encouraging your kids to do the right thing when they're at the other house. I feel like, and this is a little off topic from where we're at, but it's kind of the same thing. I feel like a lot of parents don't do that these days. You know, they, kind of manipulate or mind word what you would use their kids into misbehaving at the other house or being mischievous or or act like spies like or act like don't spi- use your yes. kids to come tell you what yeah. mom what's in mommy's right hand drawer by her bed oh yeah you don't want the kids finding that um but you know what? It, it's making me think of this because I got accused of that this week. And it really like out of nowhere, I get this long text of like, how dare you? Um, I can't even remember what it, what it said. Maybe you can. <laughs> I feel like I read it to you. Yeah, but I think I, I shitty was, like, was the word. Yeah. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> All I do is encourage this kid when he comes to your yeah, house. No, you, you want me to say what you were accused of? Yeah, please. Because I'm like. <laughs> you were accused of hatching, like having an understanding with your son. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That yes. he was to hide his phone from his mom so she couldn't take it away so he could talk to you. Right. And right. how dare you have that side deal with your son in her home and a phone is a um a phone is a privilege to be taken away. Right. And yeah, but also conspiring with him to for him to misbehave against her. That's what it was. Like that's the part that really got me also. It's like oh, that, I didn't think I heard that. It was part. at the like the end of it, I think. Mm. I don't know. You I, might I have just stopped out. reading. I, I don't know. I really though. But you guys, you should never be encouraging your kids to misbehave or be anything but good at the other house. Because when they go to the other house, that's a reflection of how they are at your house, especially right when they get there. You want your kids to always be loving, always be on their best behavior, always use manners. Because if you encourage them to be like this when they go to the other house, well, where's the respect when they go to school, when they get to go back to school? And where's the respect when they're in the grocery store, standing in the line to get toilet paper? You want your kids to always be respectful, to be on their best behavior. So if you're encouraging them to be mischievous or lying, hateful, deceiving, that's just filling their brains up with like, oh, it's all right to be like that sometimes. Yeah. And they're going to get like that. So yeah. I'm not saying this to toot my own horn and be like, I, I literally, toot every toot. every time I tell, every time I get off the phone with my kid or I, I'm done texting him. You know, like, it's behave, be hit, be on your best behavior. And behave. it's not just, it's not just a rehearsed line. I'm like, Hey, 
think about what we talked about and I remind him so he thinks about it. Right. So it sets in like be on your best behavior. Mm-hmm. Don't get into trouble. Don't mm-hmm. be talking back, you know. Mm-hmm. And every time I talk to him, I ask him how he's been. Mm-hmm. Are you be are you behaving, you know, me and my little sister got into it. Like, listen, bud, she's your little sister, you know, be kind to her. She's, you know, she's going to make mistakes. You talk to them about these situations, you know, and remind him like she loves you. Your mom loves you. Your step parents love you, you know, behave in your household. And again, not saying this to toot my own horn, but I'm, I'm saying this to remind everyone, encourage your kids to be how you want them to be at your home. Because if they see that you're allowing them to get away with this at other places, it's eventually going to seep back into your home. Yeah. You just want your kids to behave and be how you want them to be all the time, no matter where they are. And it's only going to be better for them. It's only going to turn them into better human beings as they grow up and they get older. Yeah. So it just made me think of that. Yeah. Lots of issues. Lots of issues. No Um, shoes. Grounded from the shoes too. mm. (laughs) Um, so to button up this topic though, um, it used to ruin, so me not being able to talk to my kids, I think that if this is you and you're sad and you're a mom, it's okay. You should be sad. Um, but also don't take it personally. It's something that you're going to have to just feel your way through. Um, and it's, I feel like it's, it's okay to be sad. Like people are like, oh, just get over it. no. It's not natural not to be able to talk to your kids. Um, but as time goes on, it does become easier sand to swallow. But don't take it personally. I think uh, uh, something you struggle with, a lot of times you take it personally. And you see it as an attack on you, not from the other parents, but you see it attack on you almost from the kids. You're like, well, he doesn't want to talk to me or she doesn't want to talk to me or it's hard. And I know you know where it stems from, but you take it personally like your kids don't want to talk to you. And yes, it's it's manipulating on their end, but be careful about letting your brain and your mind go down that rabbit hole because chances are it's not your kid's fault why this is happening, you know? So it where you have the right to be sad and upset about it, don't let it go further than what it needs and blame this on your kids because there's a 99% chance that this isn't your kid's fault why this is happening. Yeah. So in the beginning, it was really hard and it just took, it took years, you know, like it would ruin my day all the time or weekend and it doesn't ruin my day all the time anymore. Right. Doesn't mean that I don't have a pitfall and I do like get really hurt by it because yeah, my mind can play tricks on me. I do feel into like this self pity, um, like betrayed mom, you know, victim mode, Um, and I think that that's just me trying to make sense of something that doesn't make sense at all because it's nonsensical that you wouldn't allow your kid just to talk to their other parent. Um, so, um, and then, you know, to finish up with, so, I mean, it takes years, right? Like it, we're seven years, eight years in, and it's not ruining my day any, every day anymore. I'm kind of understanding that's how long it takes. Um, why is it not in my custody agreement? So I was naive. I never thought about having to, I, I never. The kids were young when this started. Yeah, but I, especially when they're young, they need to talk to parents. It's more important than when they're older. So you would reason that I should have been, I just never, I never crossed my mind that this needed to happen. 
I was naive. I never thought that I was going to need a court order to talk to my kids because I would never keep my kids from their dad because I never would do that. I just, it never crossed my mind. So that's why it didn't enter. It was never discussed because I didn't, I didn't, it didn't even enter my mind that it needed to be. Um, I have, I always think about wanting to put things in court orders, but I'm like, is it really going, is it really worth going back to court and fighting for? And so what I always come back around to is the consequence of going to court and fighting it out to get a phone order in our custody agreement that you cannot really enforce because phone orders, who's policing that? A cop's not going to come make sure every night at seven o'clock your kids are getting their phone call. And if they aren't, the court, they're just going to send you back to court. Yeah. It's, it's not really the enforceable. Time, the money, the effort that goes into that type of stuff is ridiculous. It's not worth it. So if you haven't started your court order yet, or, you know, or, or you're working on it, be like the House and the Senate and just throw everything <laughs> in that bill that you want and try to get it all passed. Yeah, but none of it can be enforced. So good luck. Even if it's in there, I, it can. enforcing it's just, stuff It's is just crazy. a huge hassle in order to, and I'm sure a lot of you can relate to this. You're like, yes, there's so much stuff. But If you have nothing better to do and nothing to spend money on, and you know, the, the, the psychological effects of parents fighting it out in court all the time on kids is horrific. And it's horrific on you. It's one of the worst things I've ever dealt with in my life is going through the court systems. Um, I mean, especially if... If you're in California, the things that happen here, that uh, it's just, it's unimaginable. You're like, how do you guys come to these conclusions? How is this all right? Yeah. You know, um, I, I don't know. There's just, there's crazy things that happen. So if that's a hill that you're willing to die on, like, I'd just be careful. Die away. I'd be careful climbing You're going to bleed out. Good luck. Yeah. All right, moving on. How to deal with feeling like you lose your spouse the second their kids walk through the door until they go back to the other parent. Coming in second is a tough pill to swallow. What is the expectation? And so the person who wrote about in about this is so unhappy and just kind of seems like at their wits end and desperate. She just feels like she comes in second. You know, her her spouse's kids walk through the door and it's like, see you later. And I know we both feel this way. I mean, <laughs> I was, was just say, why'd you save this one for the last topic? That's not the way I want to end this, um, because I feel we like we have this, one more topic. So OK, yeah. good. I feel like this quite often, you know, the we kids come do. home the this, ki- and I'm saying the kids, I'm not saying your kids. I'm saying the kids come home and they want your attention. They're excited to see you and. If, You've missed them. They've missed you. Well, and usually you have a schedule of things that need to happen. You know, you have appointments, you have school. activities, and you used to have school. You used and, to have this stuff. Not anymore. You know what I mean? But the kids want your undivided attention. And even if they don't, a lot of times there's so much that needs to happen that your spouse does get put on the back burner or they're just not around for it or they're not included in it and it makes it very hard because we have days both where uh, throughout the month where you have just your kids or we have just my kids and you you the other parent that doesn't have their kids there at the time if we're not doing something I don't know what to do with my hands that's kind of how it gets <laughs> and then you just kind of 
wander off while everyone else is doing stuff yeah. and it's just you know like all right i'll see you in a couple of days when everyone's gone you know yeah. or if we have something so uh, something that we found that we don't do all the time but does help is if we have an activity and i'm not talking like board games or anything but just something we're all going somewhere in the car together we all sit down to dinner together and we can get all the kids to stay at dinner together and you get everyone around each other especially in a time like this it's a lot easier but I find that the more we all spend time together, um, we tend to get along better, and it tends to, our our family tends to flow a little better. I don't know if you have the same feelings or what's your thought on that. Um, I'm that's I don't know. Here we go, crickets. Again. Here we go again. Um, yeah, I think I can see that our family doesn't click and flow like a Hallmark channel. So we're, you, you know, we fight, we have to fight for that. And we have to, parents really have to lead because it's not natural. Our families don't, his and we don't, we don't, it's not natural for us to click. We don't have that. Which is odd because I feel like at the beginning, it it worked a little better. I feel like the beginning when we were dating and we were kind of hanging out, I feel like everyone clicked a little better. I feel like I, yeah, but kids are young, and I think right. that when kids grow up and they form their own personalities and they are their That's, own people, yep. um, it's one of those things that you know. And I think that even in natural family homes, this happens a lot. Um, you know, kids kids grow into their own their own, and you're dealing with multiple personalities and now kids are clicking finally like, well, you're really not my parent and you're really not my sibling. And now you're fucking annoying. Wow. Um, and, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't help that none of us, but is that all right? Is that all right? None of us share hobbies or interests truly. So there's not a lot to bond over like normal families, but to have our kids thinking like that, about us or the other kids. I or don't whatever. think you can control what people think. But if they're like, man, these we people don't are raise just them so up like anno- that. Right. But they feel like that. So whose job is it to, or do we just leave them like that? Or is it our job to be like, look, like, I know that you think that they're so annoying, but are they doing it to be annoying to you and to get under your skin and to ruin your life? Or are you just not giving them a chance? Like, I mean, you parent your kids through it, but some of it's just them being stupid teenagers. Yeah, but I mean. They hate everyone. They hate everything. Everyone's annoying. You know, like, I don't want to be seen with you. Don't hug me. You know, I think that's normal teenage stuff. So we just let them be like that? You're not going to change No, but you need, yeah, but you need to, you need to soften them up a little bit, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's a listen. There's a lot of work behind the scenes that I do with my kids right. that you do with yours that we don't see. Right. And I think that's a lot of blended family life as a bio parent. You work behind the scenes to soften things because if you let it, it can be a very hostile environment and you curb that by behind the scenes work. But I don't want to get off topic because we've been accused of that. Um so how to deal with feeling like you lose your spouse the second their kids walk through the door. Right I think you can, you can choose to always make this an issue, right? You can choose to always have this be a problem for you, or you can choose to use 
this time to do things you like to do. Like, you know, schedule time with friends, go work out, watch a show you like, take a bath, go to the grocery store. Um, I would fill your, if you truly feel like that and you feel like a, an outcast and that's the way it is, um, and I'm assuming, right, you've tried to communicate with your spouse. And this is something that I hear a lot is that the spouse gets very defensive, right? Like if I come to you and I tell you this, a lot of the times the response is like, they don't want to hear it. They're very defensive. These are my kids. What do you expect me to do? Um, so look, you're not going to change it. That has to happen from within the other person. So I would make the best of it. Like stop letting it ruin your week every week. Figure out a different avenue to put your time and attention, you know, and maybe when your spouse sees that you're disengaged and you're filling your time with other things, he might come to you or she might come to you and be like, hey, what's going on? Like, I'd really like to pull you into our unit. We're about to lose Instagram. Hop on YouTube if you guys want to continue watching, I guess. Yeah, you've been getting messages for a while. It's oh, Brooke. Oh, I'll hi, respond Brooke. to Brooke in a little bit. Oh. I just want to finish this. They gone. Yeah. Um, let me screenshot that. So um, <laughs> I feel like you have a choice to let it ruin your week every week. And when you're miserable, you're making everyone else miserable. So your disdain and unhappiness and frustration, you know, ripple well, effect, the whole household. Yeah. It, well, you know what? And even if the other, the rest of the family's having a good time and fun, it ruins it for the rest of the family. Yeah. It truly does. Where you're like, I feel now like I'm not allowed to have fun. Yeah. I feel like I need to not be having a good time or you just, you feel like you need to be like, you're getting punished for something that is completely not the case. Yeah. So I would just leave. Go do something else. Go be happy somewhere else. Don't ruin everyone else's life. Or be part of it. Join in the reindeer games. Like, why can't you, right? If if your spouse and their kids are doing something and your kids aren't there, this is still your family. Go do yeah. what they're doing. Go engage with them. And, you know, if they're baking cookies in the other room, Go be a part of that. Like, hey, what can I help with? You know, or just go hang out and be around them. Yeah, I think a lot of people get caught up in I don't want to. I don't really want to be. Well, then that's your own damn fault. Right. And so then if you're going to be like that, then you need to figure out how to not ruin everyone else's time together. Right. Also, I think that it's important to know that this is something every uh, most people struggle with. It's a normal thing. And I think that as you are together like I heard um and here I read that it takes a blended family somewhere between five to seven years under like living together and doing life as a blended family to get like a groove to feel comfortable and so it takes time everybody wants this like instant family and it's it takes a long time to grow relationships especially not natural relationships, forced into relationships. Kids have no say. Right. Um, and so I think that... But do that they truly? I feel, like, I feel like we all asked our kids what they thought. But they grow. Kids are here but so do, when they so start. Do, and then they're over here, you so know. So do we, though, you know. Yeah, as and adults, everyone people grows. grow so together I feel like, or apart all the time so in So I feel marriage. like if you grow together and you and you take the time to whether it's your hobby or not be around the rest of the people yeah. and grow together it's going to only make you stronger and bond your blended family a lot more yeah 
So that's something I feel like everyone can work on. If you feel like you're distant from the rest of your family or part of your family, mm-hmm. don't just stay distant. Whether you like them or not, you there's part of you that does like them regardless. Take time. No, really, regardless, though. Regardless, you like Re- them. Regardless, it could be your little brat hole of a stepchild that you just don't like. But part of you does like them, and you might have to dig real deep maybe, to find that. Maybe it's not like. Maybe it's care. It you doesn't care. matter what it is. Take time to be around them a little bit, just here and there. The more you can spend time around them, you know, I, you're going to find. It's just more natural to be there. I saw a meme the other day. No, I saw it this morning, actually, on this self-quarantine thing. It's like self-quarantine's getting so old now that I'm starting to miss people that I don't even like. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like the same type of thing. Like, the more you spend time around people, you know, or away from people, like, you're going to miss them. So if you can spend time around your entire family, you're going to learn them more. You're going to bond with them more. And you're going to learn things about them that you never knew. And it might just make you stronger. Yeah. And I think that the gap closes. And you have to understand that, too. Like, you might start out feeling like you lose your spouse. But I think as your relation, your marriage continues on in blended family life, well, because you're cutting me off now at this point. If the longer you're married, the gap, that gap closes. You don't feel like it's so harsh or it's so far when their kids come in, you're just out. Um, and I think that's a natural progression that just takes time. Okay. Yeah. Brooke says, hi, Brooke. I don't know what Brooke says. He says, lead an activity. Oh, lead an activity. That was last subject, though, before. Anyways. Before this. Yep. Is Brooke on that now? I don't know. Let me see. There you go. Yeah. Okay, Brooke, so I'm going to go read your Instagram. I screenshotted it here because I was on a rant, per usual. Okay. Um, Brooke says that it comes down to honest, real communication. We just did one of those last week. Um, When the kids come home, we try to do the first night as a family night, dinner, and a movie to reset. I wasn't raised in a blended family, but my mom did Sunday dinner as our family night reset. So she's talking about when kids switch homes. I think, girl, that's what you're talking about. Um, when kids switch homes, it's helpful to do something as a family to get them acclimated because kids going back and forth often come with attitudes. I did as a kid. It's very normal. Well, you, you have to react. just let them go and do their own thing right when they get home. They don't, yeah, they don't reacclimate and they don't rebond. And it's, it's really hard to leave off or to come back to where you left off. So if you can't get everyone back together quickly, it might just not happen. And I find that happening a lot with us, with our kids and everything. Our kids come home, they all go to their corners, they all go to their rooms, and no one really interacts for a long time. Mm-hmm. So unless we have something going on where all of our family is together yeah it takes a long time and sometimes it doesn't happen in the amount of time that they're there yeah and then they go home to the other houses and then they come back and they do that a few times until we have something planned for everyone and it sometimes it's weeks you know till till all of our kids are laughing and talking to one another i'm trying to think when the last time all of our kids like were sitting down together 
and interacted and laughed and joked about something or had a good time, I feel like it doesn't happen often. Yeah. You know, because our kids are so different and for so many different different reasons. But is there stuff that we can do to make that stronger, to help forge that bond a little bit easier? Well, the thing, and this was, so I'll never forget, and this is like totally off topic, but when we were in premarital counseling, the, my, like one of the, we did it with two pastors. So we had two premarital counselors. So we did Brooke it. Brooke just interrupted you again. She says okay. they come home with stress and anxiety also. Stop interrupting her. <laughs> yeah, kids often do come with baggage into the home, and it is a really nice thing where you can help them unpack and relax and just enjoy being in the space and make it a warm, inviting space. And Brooke, you are an amazing stepmom. I wish you could be my kid's stepmom. You do a great, I told her this before. I'm like, I wish you <laughs> were my kid's stepmom. That means you have stepmom. to be with your ex and... Anyways, I'll just, I, I'm just she's here. An, yeah, <laughs> she's an amazing, amazing woman, and you do that for your stepchildren, and um, I wish you could teach a step-parenting class. Maybe she could come sit right here and help teach a step-parenting class sometime. Yeah, um, that's a really good idea. But um, anyway, what was, oh, premarital you said counseling. something about doing it with two pastors. Yeah, so we had Pervert. two different sessions, or two different premarital counseling whole things, um, long story why, but I remember sitting there and like, I was asked like, what's a concern of mine before we get married? And I said that we don't have shared interests or hobbies. And you were like, oh, my parents don't, it's fine. But here's the deal. We have no shared interest or hobbies and therefore our kids don't have it's a ripple effect, right? Our kids don't have any shared interests or hobbies. So it's extra hard to find something to bond over. Some, you know, you don't like to play board games. That's why I went and bought us a freaking boat. Now we have shared interest and hobbies. It's your hobby and interest, but. That's, I'll be out at the lake, you guys. She'll be here doing he podcasts. The podcast. Yeah. Um, we'll see whose interest and hobbies they are. But I'm just saying, like, yes. So maybe that'll be it. I know that that is the hope. We've never had a summer on the lake. It'll be our first one. We spent most of last summer on the lake, and that was kind of our deciding factor, but I wasn't there for that. No, I wasn't, apparently. Um, But my point is, like, that was why I'm sitting there like it was a concern because, you know, the lake is great, but the lake's an hour and a half away. And it's it's not something that we can do in our home, in our neighborhood, together, you know, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis without having to plan a trip away. So it matters when you're entering a blended family. It's helpful to have common hobbies, common interests, things that your kids can go and do and bond over. It matters. And um, that's been a struggle of ours in our blended family. And I think always will be just because there's just, it, there's nothing we all like to go do. Hopefully the lake works out and that's just everyone's, that's what we bond over the summer, but. The problem is no one, it's not everyone's hobby and interest. Has anybody, I mean, our kids haven't even wakeboard did. Is that a thing? Is that what we say? Or surfed or skied or, I mean. Don't go look at her Instagram, you guys. We didn't spend much time there. Anyways, (laughs) keep going. I love how you dismiss everything I said. You totally did. I'm not. 
He dismissed everything. But this oh, is why it was a concern. And it's hard in our marriage too. Like when we want to go bond, you know, it's one of us sacrificing to do something the other person wants to do. And we don't have anything that we go and do together that we love. And maybe we'll find that in later on in life. You know, we, I, that's a hope, but I feel like that's an important part when you're trying to figure out blending families or choosing someone that that is, will make it easier for you to do. I agree. All right. Are you there yet? Coming in second is a tough pill to swallow. Yes, it is. Get over it or move on. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> no, we have is one more all? topic. Oh, okay. All right. I know we're really long, but that's fine. The ripple effect of different parenting styles in each household and the power struggle it creates. So the person that wrote in about this, she has a hard time because she has her kids in her in their home all the time and her stepkids um go to bio mom's house and bio mom lets those kids have total control like um they plan the kids plan the vacation right the kids pick what they're going to have for dinner the kids choose where they're going to go to do whatever they're going to do so the kids basically reign and have complete control in their bio mom's house of their lives. They come home to her house, stepmom's house and bio dad's house. And now they're just one of, they're two of four. Yeah. And kids are, have their place and kids don't control. And so it's completely, they go from having a lot of power to being powerless and right. And bio mom is getting in the middle of it saying, well, your kid, like my kids aren't number one in your house and they should be. Oh, So bio mom is giving bio dad a really hard time about kids not being first and they should be because there are kids and there's this power struggle of just two different parenting styles. And she's like saying how the kids, and it's hard because the kids don't want to come to dad's house now. Right. Obviously, because what kid doesn't want to control the world. So when kids don't get to do that, of course that's not fun and they don't want to go to bio dad's house. But now bio mom wants the kids to stay with her and is talking like, well, maybe they shouldn't come over there because you don't put them first and they don't want to be there and they don't like you. Yeah. What would you say? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to end it now. But what, what do you tell the bio dad to do? It doesn't matter. It's your household. You do what you want to do. You know, if you want to raise your kids to not be the head of the house and rule over everyone, Little like not to be assholes. It doesn't matter. Like you, you run your house the way that you want to run your house, and you get respect from your kids and everyone around you. And it's not the other parents' place to tell you how you're going to run your household. You know, it's it's just simple as that. Like that might be the way that she lets it happen over there, but doesn't mean that you have to go with that. And she has no say, which you know, in the other household. Yeah, and I just wouldn't, I told her too, I said, you know, I would tell your husband to just stop engaging in that talk. Like, I wouldn't even respond to accusations of the boys aren't first and they should be. Or, 
you know they shouldn't live there i wouldn't even re- that like don't that even, bullshit doesn't even, even warrant a response like you let it die with her you don't give it life you don't give it power you don't respond because it's not her business i mean her kids are her business but your home in your walls as long as you're doing right by them that's your business right and i've had to learn that the hard way and she will have to learn that the hard way but Completely. Oh, the power struggles. The power struggles. Well, thank you guys for tuning in tonight to Blended Life. And if you guys are watching this on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe. Hit that thumbs up button if you liked it. If it helps in any way or you know someone that it would help, feel free to send this off to them. Copy it, paste it, send off a link. Um, we're on Instagram, Facebook. We have our Facebook group chat, which you're very involved with. Um, your blog that goes out on the website and uh, just if you guys have any questions or comments or concerns or want to be involved with this we'd love to hear from every single one of you dm us message us write us an email like we would just love to have you part of our bigger blended family so thank you guys and we will see you next time bye bye Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.